Hello and welcome to Shepherd's Fold Ministries. We're glad that you've joined us for today's episode of the Encouragement Series podcast. I'm Brent Van Hook, Director of Shepherd's Fold Ministries, and we have this podcast for ministers of all denominations or independent churches of the Christian faith, and we hope that today you'll be encouraged. Today, my special guest is Sean Gladding. Sean is an author, a preacher. Um, I'm not sure all the words I can describe for you, Sean, but Sean, we're so glad that you're here, a good friend of mine, and we want to welcome you to today's podcast. Thanks for having me on, Brent. Uh, I think it's been maybe seven or eight years since I was with you for that weekend uh, when you were in Wichita at the First Church of the Nazarene. If I recall, you, your church, you were you were preparing to use my first book, uh, The Story of God, Story of Us, for a sermon series and in small group settings. And uh, you'd invited me to come and work with the church staff in preparation for that. Uh, I do remember that you'd also lined up a meeting with a bunch of area pastors to talk about the big story the Bible is telling. So when I heard you'd started Shepherd's Fold Ministries, it didn't surprise me at all, because uh, it's been clear to me you've always been supportive of others in vocational ministry. So thanks again for, for having me on today. Well, you're a special friend, and it's an honor to have you as our guest on today's episode. So as we're here with our listeners, tell them just a little bit about who you are and what you do. I grew up in Norwich in England. None of my family were churchgoers, but my parents uh, sent me and my three brothers uh, off to a little brethren chapel in the neighborhood every Sunday morning. I kept going and eventually came to, to faith myself. I went to uh, Cape and Ray Bible School when I was 19, and during that year, I felt uh, a call to some kind of vocational ministry. My first experience of being a pastor was in the the biker scene, uh, motorcyclists in England, and then later also in the US. Um, uh, I was uh, I was a founding member of an intentional Christian community in Lexington, Kentucky. We were living with and amongst people on the margins of society here. I served as a pastor in a huge United Methodist Church in Houston, uh, serving particularly amongst the recovery community. And uh, cur- currently I'm serving as an interim pastor in a Presbyterian church during a pandemic. <laughs> I'm also, as you said, a published author. If your listeners want to learn more about that, you can visit my website, um, seangladding.com, and uh, you can find my books most places books are sold. I highly recommend your books, and I hope our listeners will take the opportunity to look at that. Sean, as we're here with a listenership of ministers and those who care about the church, let me pose a couple of questions to you. The first one is this. Why are ministers important? Hmm. That's a great question. Well, while my conviction is that our baptism is our ordination, so every member of the church is a minister, the church has always set apart people to serve in certain roles within a congregation. And I know that's probably who your primary audience is, people in vocational ministry. Uh, so the church has invested in people like myself and you and and the folk probably listening to this uh, very generously, investing, enabling us the chance to study, to better be able to, to serve the church, to train. And I think primarily for our role as those who are called to equip all the saints for ministry. And so I think part of our work as ministers of the gospel is to continually remind our congregations and our organizations and our communities that their pastors and leaders and other ministers 
aren't there to do the ministry for the members, but to help the members discern the role that are play in the church and in the wider community, and then make sure that they are being equipped to fulfill that role faithfully. Uh, that is important work. <laughs> that is essential work. And, and I confess that I feel very privileged to be able to have done that for the last 30 years. I think that one of the challenges we face as vocational ministers is that we tend to lean into our own gifts, especially those that, that we find life-giving, which again, I suspect for many of your audience is probably preaching and teaching, uh, believing that as we exercise those gifts, we are equipping the saints for ministry. And I'll be the first to say that those things are hugely important in doing that. I spend a great deal of time doing those two things. But we also need to figure out how to provide concrete ways for people to engage in the work of ministry themselves. One thing I've learned over the years is that a big part of my work as a pastor is to help people reimagine those things that give them life and which they're already doing and committing time and energy and resources to, but to see those potentially as ministry. I'm, I'm convinced that Jesus did not invite people to build the kingdom of God. Uh, he did not invite people to expand the kingdom, uh, but Jesus invited people to seek the kingdom, to enter the kingdom, uh, to receive the kingdom, which are all passive words, because the kingdom has already come in Jesus and the spirit of Christ is at work in the world. And we're invited to figure out what that looks like and then invite the people in our community to go join in with what God's already doing. And I think that's a huge part of the important work that we are called to do as ministers of the gospel. Oh, yes. What a fresh perspective. Okay, let me ask the follow-up question then. Why should ministers keep going and not give up? Yeah, that's, 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 a, that's a really important question, Brent. And one, th <laughs> one thing's for sure, I know a lot of ministers have been tempted to give up during this past year. And sadly, several have. Um, you know, I mean, all of your listeners know vocational ministry is hard enough at the best of times, but the changes uh, that we've been forced to make because of the pandemic uh, felt and have been overwhelming at times. Uh, and I guarantee that some of your listeners to this podcast have critics in their congregation or their organization who've had a field day this past year. And no matter what, what you may have done, no matter the decisions that you have agonized over making, the, the sleep you've lost night after night uh, under the, the concern you have, and the panic attacks some of you have even endured, all the things that your congregation doesn't see, there are those who are still saying you're not getting it right, that you're the reason people are leaving, that you're killing the church. Um, and and those, those things hurt. They hurt deeply. So, so why should you keep going and, and not give up? Because unless God is telling you it is time to leave, then you still have work to do, my friends. Because yeah. there are also all those people in your congregation or your organization who are for you, who believe in you, who know how hard your work is um, at the moment even if they don't know all the details. And those people value your work in their midst and they trust you. And so I hope if you're hearing some of those critics' voices that you'll give as much weight to those voices who are for you as the naysayers um, and keep going. 
There's only one reason not to, if, and that's if your health or your marriage or your family are at risk if you stay, because that is not the sacrifice we're called to make when we make our vows to serve God's church. So keep keep going, my friends. Well, it's clear that our listeners have been in for a treat today by hearing you, Sean. So thank you for that. Hey, before we bring today's podcast to a close, is there a word of encouragement or blessing that you'd like to share with our listeners? Yeah, um, I'd like to end with a prayer, if I may. Um, And it's a prayer that we have prayed with our kids at bedtime since they were really little. And I have found myself praying this prayer often throughout the past year during, during this pandemic. So I hope it will serve your listeners and you as well as it has served me and many others who also regularly pray this compline, the St. Felguild compline. So if you will, pray with me. Calm us, O Lord, as you stilled the storm. Still us, O Lord, keep us from harm. Let all the tumult within us cease. Enfold us, Lord, in your peace. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and all God's people said, Amen. 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 Hey, listen, thank you listeners for joining us for today's podcast. Keep up with our ministries at shepherdsfoldministries.com. Sean, thank you for being our special guest. Thank you so much for inviting me to be on and God bless you and yours.